Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Combo Podcast. That's Cameron over there. Hello. And I am Jenna. Um, for those of you who follow us on our social media pages, um, we just got done doing a live on Instagram. We did. Where we um, cooked Ethiopian food slash attempted to cook Ethiopian food. Half of it turned out really fantastic. Pretty much all of the toppings. Um, the bread, we really, following instructions is important. Okay, so go watch our video and you'll learn that Jenna told me how to do everything wrong. Everything And then she blamed wrong. it all on me as like, my stuff turned out fabulous and Cameron's <laughs> turned out horrible. And I'm like, cool. You literally are like, cool. do this. <laughs> all right. Hey, Cameron, why oh, don't you tell yes, everyone okay. what we're drinking? So we're drinking the same thing we were drinking during the podcast because it is 8.30 at night. So we are literally ready for bed. It is during the podcast? You mean during the live? Sorry, during the live video on Insta. We're just, we're just like... Um, a jack of all trades you guys we just do everything okay so we are drinking a merlot from aldi it is the winking owl brand it is the only brand to get i was actually in aldi today picking this up and there was some ladies behind me and they were like do you hear that jenna's pouring the wine right now um there's some ladies behind me and they're like oh what's that owl brand and i turned around i said it's the cheap wine i said it's so good you have to get it the bottle of merlot was like 2.98 i also got a bottle of chardonnay which uh, is going to be going in our giveaway that is going to be coming soon to you guys. If the winner is 21, excuse. Yes. Jen and I will drink the Chardonnay and you'll get the rest of everything. But it is a dry wine. It comes from California. It's a medium bodied and it has little flavors of like black cherry, mixed berries, and a hint of vanilla. So yeah, it is super good. And only $3. And only $3. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to jump right into this. Hi guys. Okay, so today um, our topic is um, environment, sustainability, just all about how to be sustainable, um, our thoughts on sustainability, our thoughts on um, kind of global warming in a way. Eh, eh, we can get into that that's a little bit. That's a stretch. Uh, that's a little bit of a stretch, but also just um, trash and like recycling and just how it actually is impacting the environment. Um, yeah, so we're just going to jump right into that and Jenna, I think it's going to start off with um, telling us a few things. Yes. Um, first, and Cameron might talk a little bit about this too, but, um, I feel like forever it's been like, if you care about the environment, you're, you're on the left, you're on the left or whatever. And I'm like, you guys, anymore, it's okay. I feel like global warming is a whole other issue, a whole other, um, you know, um, just a whole other subject topic, entirely, right. a whole other topic. Um, but as far as like recycling goes and just consumerism and how much we're, you know, just um, producing stuff is, you know, affecting air quality because, I mean, air quality in China is, actu is actually absolute garbage. There's no way you can, you know, argue that. Um, it's not a left or a right thing side. It is literally the earth that we all live on. Right. And yeah, it's a big definitely. deal. And we um, definitely need to take it a lot more seriously than I think we do. So, um, yeah, we just wanted to talk about it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start um, with just giving you guys some statistics that I found on um, how much garbage we go through, how much trash we go through, um, estimated landfills, how quick how quick the landfills are estimated to be to fill up. Um, and honestly, I was kind of a little bit scared to look at this because one thing that kind of, um, I'm going to be honest with you, the over the last six months, I would say, is when I've really actually started to be more aware of how much garbage I went through, how much single-use plastic I used, just um, how I myself was 
impacting the planet, the environment, all that kind of stuff. Um, and just how honestly wasteful I was being, you guys. Bottom line, just being so wasteful, being so just convenience over everything because that is what a lot of it is. Okay, so what started me just kind of being more aware and um, thinking that I this was something I needed to be more aware of and look into more and just do more research on um, was the statistic that I read on the top of a news article and it said the landfill in Rapid City is now estimated to be at capacity, at full capacity by 2037 and is now seeking a $7 million expansion. Um, that freaked me out. I'm like, what? Cause that's South Dakota. That is South Dakota. That is not far away from me. I'm like, like that means they will be able to fit no more trash. Like th- that is to, they have used all of their space for trash. And then that, that, um, scene in Wally, well, pretty much the whole oh, movie Wally, yeah. flashed in my head the beginning scene where pretty much the entire earth is covered in trash. There's no more room for humans. They all have to go up into this spaceship right. and whatever for those of you who haven't seen Wally yeah. because the earth is unlivable because they have literally filled the entire thing up with trash. It has polluted all of the soil. They can no more longer like grow food. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's it's scary because I feel like a lot of these futuristic things are just like, oh yeah, that'll never happen. It's becoming like slowly more and more plausible, if not in our lifetime, the generation after us. And just think about when you, if it's hard to wrap your mind around how much trash you get rid of, think about going to the grocery store and how many things you buy that are packaged, whether that's um, produce or frozen food or bread or granola bars or literally everything has a package on it. And most of them, I always check the packages. Those are like not recyclable products. So you have to throw those away. So just think about, think about how often you take the trash out. I mean, just... Just think about that. Right. Now I'll give you guys some actual numbers here just to kind of chew on a little bit. Okay. So uh, it is estimated that four pounds of trash is produced per person in South Dakota per day. So that is a statistic that's just, I mean, specifically to South Dakota because, I mean, I live in South Dakota. And just okay. also, like, just to throw that out there, like, we live in South Dakota. It's much smaller. If any of you guys live in, like, literally any other state, it is going to be much more than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, or there's so many more people, so the trash right. amount's more. Right. So... Yeah. Um, so the average person in a developed country produces an average of 2.6 pounds of garbage a day. To put that into perspective, if you weigh under 200 pounds, you will produce your body's weight in garbage in under three months. Let me read that again. To put that into perspective, if you weigh under 200 pounds, you will produce your body's weight in garbage in under three months. In just America alone, we generate approximately 230 million tons of of trash per year, meaning every American on average produces 4.6 per day. So that means we are a solid two pounds more than other developed countries here in America on average. Um, Surprise, surprise, America is higher amongst the other developed countries in our wastes. About 75% of the garbage in America is recyclable, yet only 30% of it gets recycled every year. 30% out of the 75 that is recyclable. And you want to know what's really sad is even like the items that you do recycle, if there's anything in that item that isn't recyclable, if you leave food in that item, Mm -hmm. if you don't rinse out like your cans or there's like um, a label or something on your item that's not recyclable, they will literally take like that entire like group of trash not just that one item the entire group of like trash that is mm-hmm. recyclable and just throw it in the trash right so you need to be careful when recycling that you are doing the correct steps right like 
Yeah. Right. Do not be lazy. Sometimes I'm like, oh, right. do I really don't want to rinse out my yogurt bowl because then it leaves nasty yogurt in the sink. I just want to throw it in right. the recycle, but I'm like, need to rinse it out so it can be recycled. So it actually can be. Right. So, and like, I think that's honestly the biggest, the biggest thing. And I even realized that with myself, like I am by no means perfect. Like I am new to the whole like recycling business, the whole sustainability business, like all that. I'm new to it. I'm not very good at it sometimes. Like I still take home a take home container from you know, if we go out to eat and I get something to go, whatever. But it is, you guys, it's an inconvenience, but it is a necessary inconvenience. Like, it is Everybody so necessary. And the thing is, is it's just, it's it's mostly just comes down to us being lazy right. and us not wanting to take the time to do something that is really going to be beneficial to us in the future. Ever since you, like, pointed that out to me that it's, like, us being lazy, like, I'll notice myself doing things and I'm right. like, Cameron, you're being lazy and I hear your voice in the yeah, back of my head. Yeah, because that really yeah. is it. And, I mean, I'm guilty of it just as much as the next person, right. but we need to catch ourselves in the act and be like, no. Exactly. It is possible to make these changes. Yeah. It's just gonna, it's a matter of taking five extra minutes out of your day. Exactly. Um, okay. So a few more stats to give you guys. Um, based on data c- collected by Waste Business Journal, over the next five years, total landfill capacity in the U.S. is forecasted to decrease by more than 15%. By 15%. <laughs> this means that by 2021, only 15 years of landfill capacity will remain. However, in some regions, it could be only half that. That's so scary. Regionally, the Northeast is most heavily... That means, you guys, in one year, we'll only have... So that roughly means we'll have, we have 16 years left. We have 16 years left before our landfills are filled up in the U.S. So then what are we going to do? So then what are we going to do? Seven million, like... Seven million dollar expansion Expansions fees. for each one. Yeah. And then that's just creating more of our environment. Um, a trash dump. Right. Like, literally. Literally, we're just making our world into a trash dump. Yeah. Because we're too lazy to recycle. Yeah. Or make recyclable products. Right. Or compost all of our stuff. Yeah. You know? It's insane. Um, okay. So, regionally, the Northeast, this is America, regionally, the Northeast is most heavily affected, losing approximately 30% of its capacity over the next five years, followed by the Midwest, which we live in the Midwest, heads up, with a 24% capacity loss. Not surprisingly, the Northeast and Midwest regions also have the shortest remaining landfill life. The Western region um, fared the best with regards to reductions in net landfill capacity, 8% by 2021. And at 22 years has the longest remaining capacity. So you guys, even the region of the USA that has the most hope and is doing the best is still going to be filled in 23 years. And that's us, right? That's the best. That's, right? we're the no, best? we're not the best. Oh. We're one of the worst. Midwest is one of the worst. But I don't understand why we're one of the worst. Do you? We have so much space. Yeah, we have so much space. But, but do you think it's just because we don't recycle as much as other, like as the cities and stuff? You know, I honestly don't know. Because like the small town that we're from, they do not offer any sort of recycling. Right. Maybe that is it, that we have a lot of rural area areas where people just like don't really give a crap. Well, I mean, it might be that they don't give a crap, but those people that want to recycle cannot. Right. There's no, like, we don't have a trash service. Yeah, there's not a service. So, like, where I live, we do have a trash service that recycles. So, we whenever I take the trash out, like, we have two bins. One's recycling, one's not. Right. So, whenever I go home, I'm constantly, like, grabbing all this stuff that should be. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go put this in recycling. And then I remember I have to throw it away. And I, like, cringe. It's just kind of yeah. sad. It's so sad. Yeah, it is really sad. Um... So, the land, yeah, and then like I said, the landfill in Rapid City is now estimated to be at capacity by 2037 and is now seeking a $7 million expansion. Um, 100 
and 50 tons of plastic is estimated to be in the ocean right now. 150 tons. Well, there's an entire island that I mean, is made out of trash. Island. Yeah. But you guys, 150 tons. Tons. Not pounds. You just can't even. No, tons. You can't wrap your mind you around it. You can't wrap your mind around it. No. You can't even. I can't, I saw, I can't wrap my head I around can't. a single ton. No. 150 tons? Oh my gosh. Okay. 8 million tons is added annually, which breaks it down to the equivalent oh. of one garbage truck load being added per day Ew. to the ocean. It is estimated that by 2050, there will be more pieces of trash in the ocean than fish. This year, our entire world will generate 2.6 trillion, 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 trillion pounds of garbage. Half of which is organic waste like food, which is good. Half of that 2.6 trillion is organic, so it is, you know. Biodegradable. Biodegradable. Um, That is... But just so you know, it's still trash. We're still throwing it away. We're still being wasteful. It's still going into our landfills, whether we want to think about it or not. Um, Just to give you an idea, 2.6 trillion pounds of garbage this year alone, that is the weight of 7,000 Empire State Buildings. And you guys, there's so much more out there too. I just like wrote down the most shocking ones to share with you guys. Exactly. There's so many more. But there's so many more statistics out there. Like how many miles do you think that, I should have Googled how many miles that That trash is going for. trash island is going for. I, you guys. It's sick. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. And that's another thing. You guys just put it in the garbage. Yeah. Littering seriously oh that makes me so mad it's just again it's just being it's just being lazy and inconsiderate so, what made me really mad was in manchester the garbage would be five feet away and people would drop their trash five feet from the garbage can five feet they could not walk to the garbage can and put it in their trash can like i do not understand like the stupidity like insane yeah it's I can't, yeah anyway um i mean that that's that's what i had and um and like I said, it all just, I feel it comes down to a lot of being lazy and just, you know, taking that extra five minutes to, you know, rinse your yogurt container out, recycle it properly, all that kind of stuff. But also do your best to not even have to use plastic in exactly. the first place. Like wherever you can. Yeah. You know, use, use the same... Like, I have a bamboo container that I take my lunch to work in now. Yeah. You know, like, even trying to buy plastic containers left. Because let's be real, you guys. Those lids and bottoms, they never stay matched up. And you're buying a new thing at Tupperware. Like, I don't know about you, but I was buying a new thing at Tupperware, like, once a year. Where do those other things go? I don't know. Probably in the trash. Exactly. They're probably part of the island They're now. They're part of the island. Part of the island now. I don't know. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, just things like that. When you go to the store, take your own bags. Have you bought the beeswax things yet i haven't bought the beeswax wraps yet no. okay so i have the beeswax wraps and so i don't buy any plastic wrap any saran wrap zero saran wrap in my house and for a while we didn't have any tin foil either but sometimes you just gotta use tin foil yeah it's kind of hard is tin foil recyclable you know what i don't know i'm gonna go see okay but anyways um i have the beeswax wraps so i don't use any sort of saran wrap and so the beeswax wraps are just like a wrap that is made from um beeswax yes. it is recyclable wait flatten carton the carton is recyclable um so i will like wrap my avocado or my watermelon or anything you'd usually use saran wrap for i use these beeswax wraps i have like three different sizes and it's perfect and then you rinse them with cold water let them dry 
and use them right. again. I have like three different size ones. Yeah, and they, they work perfectly. So that's a great idea. Also, um, I have written down here that an estimated 5 trillion plastic bags are used worldwide each year. So um, that goes along kind of with what Jenna was saying. How, like, get reusable bags, you guys. I just keep them in my car. Um, and yes, there's times that I have them in my car and I go inside and I literally forget them. And it makes me so mad. But I, I'm trying. You have to make it a habit. It Practice makes perfect. So um, I have the recyclable bags um in my car, take them in when you get your groceries. Also, lots of places will give you like, it's not very much, but they'll give you like 10 cents or five cents back like per bag that's recyclable that you're using. Yep. Um, so then that way you don't have to buy the plastic bags. Also, 400 million tons of plastic are produced globally every year. And globally, only 9% of plastic ever produced has been recycled, while 79% can now be found in landfills, dumps, or the environment. And 12, only 12% has been um, incinerated. So um okay sorry to interrupt no that's okay but um so tin foil is recyclable oh good it's to just know. it's along the same lines of like aluminum cans but the okay. catch is it needs to be clean so, so they recommend that yeah you rinse off any food and then wad it into a ball oh okay that is super good to know yeah uh, and then also um if you like like smaller pieces of metal that you're trying to recycle you should put in like a bigger piece of metal or something like that because it can like get stuck in the recycling things and oh, break that's the super... recycling machines and stuff. Oh, well, we don't want to break those. That is yeah. okay. Um, okay, a few a few little facts about air pollution. Um, Jenna also touched on this, especially like China. Nine out of ten people worldwide breathe in polluted air. So, I mean, we're all being affected by it. Also, um, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to like Denver, Colorado, but there will be like signs on days that there's poor air quality and it will that's so scary yeah and it will say like because denver has a really high um like they're really close to the they're just a very high up like, altitude altitude thank you yep. um so there'll be like signs and stuff on the interstate and it says like um poor air quality today please carpool or please do this or whatever and then i was actually um if you go on your little app for um on your like, smartphones yeah the weather app yep it'll say the air quality on it and the other day it said like great or good or whatever in brookings and then i checked sioux falls and then i checked new york city and then i checked chicago and all of them said good and then i went to i was like what about denver and i hit denver's and it said average so mm-hmm. like denver's is that's never scary. super good yeah just because they are so far up and so that just proves that like all that um the factories and everything that's going on there and because they're higher up like it does decrease their air quality so right that is just something to keep in mind it is a real even here in the u.s um um i just sorry just on that china yeah i know because my sister they have friends living there and um um and they had a baby while they were there and everyone was like and they took their baby out there's something that you're not supposed to take your baby out in china before it's like one year old or something like that really? so these moms just like I don't know what the exact timeline is, but it's before a certain age. And um, obviously, these her friends were from the U.S. and they were taking their um, baby out, you know, yeah. into the world. And all these Chinese people will come up and be like, "Why is your baby out here? Why is your baby out here? Whatever." And finally, they're just like, "We're Americans. Our baby is fine." Like because oh it's gosh. just you don't take your infants out because of the air quality. Because of the air quality, and, and they all have these like air purifiers going on in their apartments really? and stuff like that and they're on, on days where air quality is so bad you just like don't leave your house it's just like wow. a really you know like a blizzard day for us or something like that like it's just part of their weather and um you'll see it quite a bit in um 
in like Chinese fashion or like Asian ch- fashion where they have like the decorated masks. I was just going to say the decorated masks. face masks. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because um, then it will be like in the US or even like I saw it in Europe, you'd see a lot of Asian people walking around with the masks on. Like they still yeah. wear them mm-hmm. because I mean that's what they're used to and yeah. they're trying to protect themselves. Yep. And literally the masks, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, they just look like a, at least the like ones I saw, mask, like yeah. a medical mask. Yeah, yeah. the hospital. And then, yeah. and then they've started recently making them more fashionable than just like the plain white or blue. Yeah. Okay, so also an estimated 7 million people die along that line. Um, 7, 7 million people die every year from air pollution, with almost 90% of deaths occurring in countries of low and middle incomes. Mm-hmm. So that is just so sad that people are literally dying from air pollution. Okay, so um, that now that we've kind of talked about plastic um, and air pollution and those lines, I'm going to jump into clothing, and I actually have a lot to say about this because when I studied abroad at Manchester Metropolitan University, um, <coughs> it was just like a really big topic there, and it's also just a very big topic, I don't know about you, but like in Europe, like they like, oh, yeah. they were very um, aware of their environment, and they were all about that. Right. Which yeah. I feel like it depends on kind of what crowd you're running in and where you are in the world too. But um, I would say for the most part, at least I have experienced this, for the most part, I feel like a lot of people aren't aware of it. So I feel like it's one of those things when you think about like recycling and consumerism and how you're polluting the world, you know, obviously you automatically think to, oh yeah, I use so many plastic bags. I don't think that many people really think about, oh yeah, my clothes. Right. What's in my closet? I never knew this. Okay, so this is like, excuse me, this is extremely startling. So, um, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but the um, fashion industry is actually one of the most polluting industries in the world, and um, it actually is the second most polluting industry in the world, right behind oil. And I'm sure we all have heard about like the oil spills and everything like that, and hearing the fact that fashion, like the clothes that you wear every single day, falls right behind oil is just very impactful and it's very impactful to me because that is the industry I'm going into and that is what I work in and Jenna also works in that. Um, So I'm just going to talk about that a little bit. 20,000 liters is the amount of water that is needed to produce one kilogram of cotton and that is equivalent um, to one single t-shirt and a pair of jeans. Okay so some of this stuff might be um, in like metric measurings because um, in Europe that's what they use versus what we use here so sorry about that I'll try some of the things I did convert but just stay with me here okay also so I just got finished saying that the 20,000 liters is the amount of water needed to produce a kilogram of cotton which is equivalent to a single t-shirt and a pair of jeans okay so it's like why is that such a big deal that's water whatever we have a lot of water everyone probably thinks blah 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 well this is a super interesting um article I'm just going to read a little bit of it here to you and this pretty much explains to you Um, why that is an issue so cotton also so cotton guzzles water and in one of the articles I found um, this man Sweeney said in the 1950s two rivers in Central Asia that aim okay guys the words are going to be completely bombed here the Amu Dara and the Sira Dara were diverted from the Aral Sea to provide irrigation for um, cotton production in Uzbekistan and near Turkmenistan. Today, water levels in the Aral are less than 10% of what they were 50 years ago. As the Aral dried up, fisheries and the communities that relied on them failed. Over time, the sea became over-salinated. Is that how you say that? 
desalinated, and laden with fertilizer and pesticides from the nearby fields. Dust from the dry, exposed lake bed containing these chemicals and salt saturated the air, creating a public health crisis and setting onto the farm fields, contaminating the soil. Okay, so... Yeah, so pretty much using all this water on the cotton made it so that these places were not able to have water for their um, for fishing in the communities. They weren't able to have this water anymore because they were diverting the water away. So that just shows that like using that much water on creating one t-shirt or one pair of pants, like it's really so selfish. It's so selfish that we're right. using that water towards like material goods versus using that water to like for someone's livelihood for, like yeah. literally so someone can live life we're like no we need this t-shirt yeah exactly and i don't think necessarily it's it's so much that as it is the fact that we are i feel like we're so consumed with ourselves as a culture and what we want and what we want right now we want to get right now that we don't even think we don't even we don't even think about the consequences or how it could be affecting other people. No, we don't. We're so doing me for me. And we don't understand it. Like, right. I don't know any of this. Right. And it's still hard because I do still buy a lot of clothes, but I've also changed a lot of, like, what I've had, what like, the way I used to think has changed because now I'm, like, I only buy things that I love and I plan on keeping literally till they're ruined, you know? Right. Yep. I don't just, like, buy things to get rid of real fast. Right. Um, I know, like, in um, England, there is a store called uh, Primark, and it is a uh, fast fashion, and you can literally buy a pair of jeans for, like, $8 to probably between, like, 8 and $20. You can buy, like, a teddy jacket for, like, 20 like, prices that you do not see anywhere. You can buy this, and so girls are going, and they're buying all these clothes, and they're wearing, like, this one outfit for one occasion and then throwing it away because it is so cheap, and then that way they can post to their stories and their Instagram or, like, influencers can... Sh- it looks like they have more clothing because, like, you know, they're getting it for right. so cheap, so... Yeah, so pretty much it's just a, like, ongoing cycle. Okay, so um, another thing is 23% of insecticides are used on cotton. So why is this dangerous? Because insecticides um, are not good for you. And we are literally using 23% of that on, that's used on just cotton. So like when people, like I am guilty of this too. Like I would rather, sometimes I say like I'd rather buy cotton than I would buy um, a... Acrylic. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's, um, I would just rather get the real thing than the fake fabrics so it's just it's just hard and also um another fact to have on here is 60 percent of mammals have been destroyed since 1960. that is so sad you guys 60 percent of mammals like specifically mammals like how did that happen is that specifically mammals um, I'm not exactly sure how that one happened. Because mammals, that's like a widespread of animals right, right there, my friend. Here's the thing. I wrote this down in one of my lectures at school, and I don't remember what else came with the context of it and stuff. Um, so I'm still a little, like, not sure on that one, but that is what I was told in Europe, folks. So. Okay, so take that with a grain of salt, and if you want to know further on it... Go and Google it or research it yourself because, yes, we do not. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Never know. Whatever. Okay. Um, so another thing I wanted to say was, okay, the Western world throws away 
an average of 66 pounds of clothing each year, and only 15% is recycled or donated. The rest goes directly to the landfill or is incinerated. Synthetic fibers such as polyester use plastic mm. fibers. Therefore, non-biodegradable and can take up to 200 years to decompose. 200 years. Yeah, 200 years. You guys, take them to Goodwill. This is another thing. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, please do. But, um, and I'm even guilty of this. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, that box of clothes has been sitting in my trunk for like two months. I keep on forgetting, I keep on driving past Goodwill. Right. Keep on forgetting, it's going to take me 10 minutes to do. But of course, it's just another little thing in my day. It's a hiccup. I don't want to deal with it. I'm too lazy. I'm too busy. Whatever excuse happens to me in my back pocket at the moment. And guess what I end up doing? I end up throwing it in the garbage. Yeah. You guys, take it to Goodwill. Take it to Goodwill. Take it to Plato's Closet and get money for it. Heck, do anything but throw it away. Please. Please. I beg of you. That was a little (laughs) Please. Thank you. Please. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so, um... Back to, what was I? Oh, yeah. Not only can we recycle, but we can also focus on buying natural or semi-synthetic fibers. So that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Like, lots of times I'm like, oh, it's cotton. It's fine. It's a natural fabric. But really, um, it is using so many unnatural things like um, insecticides. Um, It's using a lot of water, which is obviously natural, but is not good because um, when you use that water to um, go to these factories and create clothes, then you're taking the water from the villages and from the farmers and just everything. Okay. Another thing, starch. So... If you're unsure of if it is um, synthetic or a natural fiber, check the tags on your clothing before you mm. buy it. Yeah. Um, if it has a name of something that sounds, pretty much if it sounds natural to you and you've heard of it before, it is probably a natural fiber. Like that is just like right. go through your Or if instinct. you really want to know, just like just look Google. it up. Exactly. Google. But what if are you're, some natural fibers? Right. But if you're not sure that it would be just a place to start, cotton is natural. Um, polyester, like we said, is synthetic. Um, can you, acrylic, acrylic or synthetic, um, polyester. Literally, you're wearing the same thing that they make your gel nails out of and the thing that they make your retainers out of. You're, you're wearing it. It's like a, it's like a plastic. That's just so disgusting. Plastic. Yes. Um, okay. Here, I just actually pulled up a few natural fibers. Um, silk is natural, hemp, cotton, jute, um, flax. I didn't know that was a fiber. No, that was a wool. Um, rayon is actually natural. Um, oh, rayon is natural. Yeah. You guys, a lot of like cheaper, because the thing is, is that a lot of natural fibers are going to be on the more expensive side, but rayon is not too bad. Rayon is like a price point on a rayon shirt will be around the same as um, an acrylic or a polyester. Just so you know. Okay, but an interesting thing about rayon that you should know is um, rayon is made by processing cellulose in wood pulp. So like, it is natural, but it's also synthetic. It's like one of those that's in the middle. Like yeah. They have to process it to make it right. work. So, to make it work, yeah. So it's like in the middle, just so you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, rayon, nylon, polyester. Like Rayon can fall under either. But other synthetic ones are nylon, polyester, acrylic, spandex. Um, these are all going to be synthetic fibers. Um, I want to know your thoughts on this. When you feel uh, natural versus synthetic, don't you think the naturals feel better? Oh, yeah. They for sure do. And even if you... Because it's honestly, it's going to be hard to find something that is going to be 100% a natural fiber. It's a mix. Everything, um, is, everything like is a mix. 10%, but, 20, 30. Yeah. Right. At least start there because a lot of shirts that you will find, like that $10 shirt that you whip off of like the cheap bargains rack, it's probably going to be a mix of acrylic and polyester. Exactly. Okay? So instead of the mix of acrylic and polyester, maybe grab the mix of like, you know, this is 60% polyester, 40% cotton you know right. try to find those mix of um the actual what are they called 
Natural versus synthetic? Natural, thank you. Yeah. Natural fibers and synthetic fibers. That's a good place to at least start. At least start, yeah. Because it is, honestly, it is pricey, but I think our biggest thing here is to be aware. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people aren't aware. So the biggest thing that we want to do is just be aware of what you're purchasing, be aware of who you are being and the impact you are making as a consumer in the Western culture, and just read tags. <laughs> Yeah, read the tag. We're back, literally back to like the grocery store where you sit there and read all the ingredients. Read right. the tags of your read clothing. Read the tags of your yeah. clothing. Um, I'm really excited. I actually take a textiles course um, next year, um, my last year of college, yay. Um, I take a course and I find out like how all the different fabrics, like what they do, like if they pill easily, um, if they're durable, how they wash, um, how they Acrylic hand. Acrylic pills so badly. Yeah, so I'll, oh. just, I'll just be learning like all that yeah. different stuff. And I'm really interested for that because I do just kind of sometimes buy things and then like things end up happening to it. And I'm like, what the heck? Why is this pilling or why is this such crappy quality? Right. And it's like if I would have just known that this is not a good like fiber or this is like not a good. Right. Um, yeah, just product to be buying. Or even like the other day, I bought. There was this cardigan, and I have been waiting for it to come in. Is this the one that you had told me about? Ever the black one? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I had been waiting for it to come in forever, you guys. And um, and it came in, and it was like I think like eighty percent acrylic. And the, my first thought in my head was, this is going to be so dang pilly in two days. And I literally had the thought, I'm like, okay, it's gonna be so dang pilly, and you're gonna deal with it. And I'm like, because I wanted it so bad, and so yeah. I just bought it. And I'm like, my queen. This is gonna. You can't be mad when it gets pilly. You is just it can't. pilly now? Yeah, it's so pilly now. Do you but still I mean, love it's it? It's kind of. It's kind of like a cozy sweater, and it kind of almost got like fuzzy as opposed to super pilly. So you still like it? So I still like it. Okay, good. Because yeah. I know you loved it, so I'm hoping you still. Yeah, like it. I okay. still do like it, and Serena wears it all the time, and I wear it all the time. We both get lots of compliments all the time, which you know is the most important. Most important. Most important. Okay, so also um, talking about all this purchasing, also try to make a conscious effort just to buy less, and when buying, buy more quality items that you will wear right. more and or mend. Okay, so something to say on this. The items that I have bought quality, that I have literally spent like 100 bucks on these jeans, 100 bucks on this car sweater. I have actually bought a few sweaters that are $100 um, or gotten them as presents. I ask for them for Christmas. <laughs> um, and like free people or just like a little bit more like quality brands right. and stuff. Made well. Made well, yes. Those items that I have bought and like spent the money on last so much longer and I wear them so much more and like I'm okay with wearing them more because they look good like it doesn't matter right. that I wear it like a couple wow I just sound so like snobby so bougie. I was gonna say a couple times a month because <laughs> I seriously like don't like to wear the same thing at all like I switch it up so much so saying a couple times a month I sound I have horrible. like the same like 10 outfits that I rotate I do not so bad I do well not. to work because when I, I say a couple times a month, I mean like I wear the sweater like every other week. Which, hey, that's not. No, that's not ridiculous. No, that's, that's not probably ridiculous. what I do too. Yeah, because I like switch up what I wear. Like I'll wear mix and match things. But anyways, um, also according to the Apparel Industry Environment Impact in six graphic articles, when comparing the year 2000 to 2014, we see consumers have purchased 60% more clothing and only kept each mm. item half as oh, long. This emphasizes hurts. the seriousness. How much we are purchasing and I also think that just just like we used to have like hot couture used to be such like much more of a thing um and much more of a thing than it is now okay I meant to say haute couture not hot couture but that's like how it's spelled it's though. literally spelled h-a-u-t-e couture but um it is pretty much haute couture is expensive fashionable clothes produced by leading fashion houses um 
So like haute couture, some examples would be that are officially recognized as haute couture are Chanel. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to really know any of these. Um, Christian Dior, Frank Sorbier. Um, those are just a couple. You can Google it and there's like a bunch more. Um, so pretty much haute couture is like, here, I'll read this to you. Haute couture gowns can take over 800 hours to produce, so it goes without saying that buying haute couture doesn't come cheap. Day wear can start at $10,000. Like, that's a piece, that's like one piece of clothing. It's like a top, as a blouse. Right, so we've talked about this before, like, haute couture used to be much more of a bigger thing, even like a hundred years ago, because only like the rich people were able to buy, um, like these really marvelous pieces of, um, fashion, like of clothing, and then they would like wear them. Like they probably like wear them more than once, right. you know, and they didn't, they weren't, it was so expensive. They couldn't buy so much. And right. so what was in style and what was in fashion was only what the, like what the rich people could wear. And now with fast fashion, you can be in style by wearing a $5 shirt. And that has only yeah. become, um, capable to us in like the last right. 20 years. And that is why right. this is, um, such an epidemic and why we are seeing that there's 60% more clothing purchased from the year 2000 to 2014, which I'm sure has only grown as we are now in 2019. Well, I remember my dad telling me that, um, my grandpa, he used to go down like, what did he say? Maybe like once a month or so to my grandma's boutique. Okay. Yeah. And he, and they had all her measurements there and that's the other thing. Everything was so classy. You guys, sometimes I long to live in another time, another place, but, um, anyway, he would go down there and he'd be like, okay, you know, this is the, what color I want. Pick her out something nice. And, you know, it would be like the skirt, the jacket, the blouse. And you'd have, you know, like five pieces of evening wear, five pieces of day wear, you know, whatever. And that was it. Like your wardrobe didn't consist of a thousand different mix and match pieces. Right. You had like 10 outfits and like maybe five pairs of shoes. And they were all pristinely made, mm-hmm. classy. They were an investment. Yeah. And that was it. And now we're just like, everywhere. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Super uh, crazy. Yeah. So I guess now we can just go in and talk about some of the ways that we practice being sustainable in yeah. um, this world that we live in. So I like mentioned those beeswax wraps. I love those. Yeah. Um, lately, I haven't been the best at this, but for a while, I would always, like whenever I work in Sioux Falls, I would bring my like Yeti reusable cup and take it in. And when I got my coffee, I would get it filled in yep. that. And you guys, not only am I saving a cup, then it keeps my coffee hot for like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I nope. do that. We definitely recycle. No cold pumpkin spice lattes. What? Why no cold pumpkin spice lattes? Because you have the big Yeti cup that keeps it cold for five hours, eight hours. Oh, oh, oh. I was I making she's a joke. She's making a joke, guys. Whatever. Um, ride your bicycle. I drive my bicycle. Um, I actually pulled my bike out a few times this summer. Good job. I was like really proud of yeah. myself. <laughs> I love it's it. It's hard to do when you live in a bigger city, but still do it. If nothing else, for your health too. And honestly, carpool. Like if Serena and I are going to something the same, I'm just like, okay, literally, let's just be ready at the same time. Yeah. Let's go together. Just go together. It's not that hard. You save gas money too. I mean, right. gas yeah. is expensive. Um, another thing is Jenna actually has made me my own little produce bag. So, um, this kind of goes along the same line as using your reusable bags, but also sometimes you'll be like, oh, produce, just throw in this little plastic bag at the store. Mm -hmm. No, just take your little reusable, um, cute produce bag and just throw your produce in that. Um, that's another really great way. 
Um, I, Serena and I bought reusable straws. Oh yes, I have those, yes. Love my little metal, metal reusable straws. You, they come with like the cute little cleaner and we got a little glass to put ours in. They're very aesthetically pleasing, I'm not gonna lie, that is part of the reason we got them before yes. we actually got into being sustainable. But, um, also very sustainable, um, super nice. And it's kind of, it is a pain in the butt, but when you have, when you have guests over or whatever, even if you get like the cheaper um, like reusable plastic cups from like Target or something like that, just have those on hand for when you're having guests over instead of buying a sleeve of solo cups every time that you have a gathering. Which that's something that I noticed that I didn't really think about. I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna buy some like red solo cups. And I'm like, I'm going through all these solo cups. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And then same thing, if you either use what's in your cupboard or if there's gonna be a lot of people there or there's gonna be kids or whatever, just get those cheap reusable plastic things and just keep them in a separate box for hosting gatherings. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a trick that and I take your learned. like water. You do you have like a water bottle you use every day? Like every work? single day. Yeah, same. I use my hydro flask. Um, take your water bottle to class, to work, um, to the gym, whatever. Take your reusable water bottle, fill it up. I always have my yellow hydro flask with me every everywhere I go. Sometimes it really bothers me when I see like the same people with a plastic water bottle that I know like that they bought at the union or they bought like a huge 24 pack at Walmart right. and they're using those plastic water bottles. Like that is actually costing you more money. Why are you buying water when you can right. have or use a bottle and fill it up right. in a sink? Like it's not just a sustainable issue. It's literally money. Like right. do you have no, like are you just made of money? I, I don't know. Um, there's this, there's this there's um someone that I work with and she brings a plastic like a not even like refilling it with a plastic bottle with water tap water every day buying a like three bottles of water every day because she drinks a lot of water and finally I said to her I'm like what the heck are you doing you need to be drink you need with as much water as you go through you need to be bringing a um a reusable water water bottle what are you doing and she's like I like the taste better you're kidding so would she would she buy like water from the food court or bring like plastic water she would bring her own water like that she bought at the store well at least that because at the food court it's probably like a dollar two dollars a bottle versus buying a whole pack for like a few dollars but that's just annoying that is just it's just excessive and unnecessary and then again it's so western culture that just makes me sick like when people say americans like that is exactly what they're talking about it's it's convenience it's what i want I want it now, like, to heck with the consequences. I don't care. Yeah. I want what I want, and I'm going to do anything that it takes to get me what I want. Did you tell her, you're like, yo, this is bad for the environment? Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, you're killing the planet. I'm glad that you called her out on that, though. You're killing the planet. She needed to be called out on that. And, I mean, uh, I mean, joking. I, I'm a very upfront person, so everyone knows that, and they know I'm... I'm a very loving person, too. Right. And she's she's like, I know, I know, I need to be better. I'm like, yeah, you do. And then she kind of... Was just like laughed and laughed, and Ugh, laughed, laughed and left, laughed and left. But I mean, I did, I did put it out there. That's another thing. I mean, if you obviously we're very passionate about this, and so we're talking about it. If you also feel passionate about it, and you kind of see the same thing, and you want to tell someone about it, I mean, obviously, I have a relationship with my coworker, and I could say that, and she was fine with it, and yeah. there was no hard feelings. But you know, there's nothing wrong with being like, hey, I. Notice that you carry a plastic water bottle every day. Have you like maybe thought about, you know, getting a reusable one? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a coworker. This is so awesome. She has a bento box and she will like call ahead to places for oh, her I lunch. Love this. Yeah. Yes, she'll call ahead to places and be like, "Hey, can I have your burger and French fries?" Um, and also, can you please just keep it on like a warm plate or whatever? And I'm coming. I have my own box. I'll put that in that. I don't want any plastic silverware. I don't want any napkins. I don't want anything. I'm bringing my own box. She'll yeah. call ahead and tell them that. And I just that's think amazing. that is yeah, that's so cool. Or even if she's getting like a juice, um, like from Agua Fresh or whatever, she will um, take her little reusable. Um, she has a reusable cup that she'll take and she'll it. get that. Um, she also has a cute little mug that she takes for her coffee. She's she is seriously the best, you guys. Without that, she's so good. And sometimes I feel so bad. And she is always just telling me, she's like, it's okay. It just takes practice. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like we're, you know, up here on our little high horses or pedestals yeah. or whatever you want to say. But like, I am by no means perfect. Like over in that drawer over there, I have little plastic sandwich baggies. Oh, oh. And uh, that's another thing. Right. Real I need fast. to get the little I have, baggies. I have yeah. reusable um, bags. And so I don't buy plastic um, baggies. Like Little reusable bags. snack bags. I you can get them snacks. at like Target yeah. or just like Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Just Amazon. Or there's, you guys, there are so many like Instagram accounts out there on sustainability that will give you tips and tricks, show you, yep. like help you. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe post a few, a few that I follow on the, um, Instagram account this week, but, um, a few different, um, Instagram accounts will teach you how to properly recycle, you know, this instead of that, you know, um, how to make this more convenient, you know, like if you want to get into composting, what to compost, how to do it, this, that, the other, how to make it not smell yeah. super <laughs> awful. Um, you know, obviously we said not everything is recyclable, so just maybe even being aware of like, okay, look at this packaging, is it recyclable, is it not, um, that kind of thing um, is super helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, well, um, we have talked about just about everything from trash to recycling to consumerism. And, I don't know, hopefully you guys have some stuff to think about. Maybe you want have some stuff that you want to research now. Right, definitely. Um, I think that we've said this more than once. A big, huge part of this podcast is we hope we inspire you guys to think about things that you haven't yeah. thought about before. Whether you agree with us or you have a completely different opinion, hey, at least we've got your brain moving. Um, so yeah, we'll be posting some things on our story this week, a few of our favorite things that help us be more aware as consumers and, um, just be more sustainable. We'll be posting those and we hope you enjoyed our episode this week of yeah, something um, sustainability. we're super passionate yeah. about. Uh, we had lots of conversations about it this summer, so I'm yeah. really glad that we are finally able to share with you guys. Um, yeah, thanks so much. All right, guys, make sure and go and subscribe so that way you get a little notification whenever our podcast is available to you on Sundays. Um, also, make sure and you can go and like and rate to leave a written review if you would like. Um, we love to see those. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coffee in a Combo Podcast. You can follow me, Cameron at Cameron Swear on Instagram and Jenna at Jenna Yvette 98. All right, we hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Coffee and a Combo Podcast. Have a good one, guys.